This is The Switch, finding solutions to support sustainable living and combat climate change at the individual level. Brought to you by the Fur Bearers. I'm Mike Howie, and I am here with Stephanie McMahon, a registered psychotherapist qualifying and certified wildlife rehabilitator. Thanks for joining us, Steph. Thanks for having me. And we're going to talk a bit about doom surfing and doom scrolling. So I, I looked this up because it's a relatively new concept, uh, I think has been made worse during the pandemic. But Merriam-Webster calls doom scrolling and doom surfing new terms referring to the tendency to continue to surf or scroll through bad news even though that news is saddening, disheartening, or depressing. Many people are finding themselves reading continuously bad news about COVID-19 without the ability to stop or step back. And I think for those of us interested in or involved with wildlife, climate crisis, and things like that, we, we also then get exposed to a great deal of negativity in that way. I guess the, the, the main first question is, what impact does that have on our, our psyches generally to be exposing ourselves to a literal endless stream of bad news, do you think? Well, not good. <laughs> it's not having a great impact. Um, so if you're looking at all this content that makes you feel anxious and sad and depressed, then you know, you're know you're physically reacting to that in terms of your brain thinks that you're not necessarily in danger, but your brain is always on the lookout for things that are going to hurt you. What do I need to be aware of? What do I need to worry about? What do I need to be prepared for? So it hooks you in, in a way that, you know, you're feeding all this information that it feels like you need to know to your brain, but it's also keeping your brain in this, I need to worry mode, or I'm really sad about this. And so it's very easy to get stuck in that. Well, and I think too, a lot of the things that we're going to be looking at are things that we have very little control or influence over in, again, in the grand scheme of things, there's, you know, there is always going to be local stuff that we can address, but whether we're talking about, uh, you know, the pandemic, or we're talking about um, uh, climate change and things like that, a lot of it exists at a level, or it, it is a national or international level that as individuals, we have no control over. And my understanding is that's one of the things that can help sort of lead to trauma response is when we don't have control and feel that we should or must. Yeah, it's not the most empowering place to be when you feel like you're just this, you know, little insignificant thing in the world and you have all these huge problems that you can't even begin to address on your own. Um, and it can lead to a feeling of being helpless, which is when you're talking about trauma and that kind of stuff, um, being helpless in a situation can be traumatizing for some people, um, but also hopelessness and this feeling of no matter what, everything is just going to be terrible. And to look at that information all day, every day, or continuously, or before you try to sleep at night or what have you, all of these situations that are going on in the world are not going to lead you into a very good frame of mind or feeling like the future is all that hopeful. Absolutely. And that's, you know, uh, I talk a lot about burnout and things like that, which in the fields we are both in um, are common and an expected part of the job. So it becomes about mitigating it. But the way you describe that to me sounds like burnout that we would experience from dealing with animal issues or, or big, uh, rather violent situations sometimes with wildlife and things like that. 
Um, but this is impacting people just looking at it. And I think there's often this feeling of, well, I'm not actually there. Um, and this is what we spoke a bit about in terms of the Stanley Park Coyotes as well is, well, I'm not actually there, so I shouldn't feel bad. And it's very easy to then should yourself in the situation. Um, and shooting yourself is not a good thing to do. Um, or the thing <laughs> it, it sounds like. So, uh, <laughs> is there sort of Fair knowledge enough. on that, on that? I, I feel like I should be involved or I, I shouldn't have this big emotional response to this thing that's not directly connected to me. It can, it can lead to kind of this, this feeling of I should do more. I should be able to do more. I should be able to help more, or it could lead to this feeling of, I don't even know why I feel this way because I can't control it anyway. So what's the point? Recognizing that you feel this way because you care and that that's where burnout comes in too, right? Like you feel this way because you care, mm -hmm. but the ability to care about everything all of the time runs out fairly quickly um, and ends up in this place of feeling helpless. So when you want to mitigate these feelings, especially as it relates to doom scrolling and all of that, it's being able to turn it off or consume it consciously in a way where I'm going to do this for 10 minutes and then I'm going to put it down and engage in my life. Or if you're like yourself in a job where you're consuming this all day long, being able to at five o'clock or whatever time, close the laptop and engage in the world around you because the world around you probably isn't, you know, unless you're living in a climate crisis wherever you are or all of these things, it's probably not as scary when you're able to step into your own world. Yes, and, and I think you nailed it too, is the eco-anxiety, which is something we're gonna talk about at another time because it's a, a large issue on its own, but that when you are physically or, or, or directly experiencing it, uh, I, I would think that requires sort of secondary care as well directly for that, but sitting and looking at it online also won't help. And one of the things that's been a challenge for me personally um, with an anxiety disorder and depression that comes and goes and all of these other things is creating those boundaries because I want to know. I want to know all of the things because then I'll be in a position to help all of the people and all of the animals. Mm -hmm. uh, that's always been the mindset for me when I was covering news and I wanted to understand why the crime was happening um, or, or why the election worked the way it did. Uh, and, and there is this realization at a certain point that I can't control it. I can't fix it. I can't prevent all of it. So setting those limits for oneself becomes so important, but it's also a difficult task to say, what can I consume that's reasonable and what can't I? And for me, it became a, a literal exercise of looking at different websites and thinking, how does this one make me feel? And then whether or not that remains in my daily news sweep, for example. Mm -hmm. So CNN and Fox News are no longer parts of my daily news sweeps because they just exasperate it for me. And that comes with taking control over what you're consuming, right? So yeah. going to the analytics of how Facebook and Google and all of these things work, mm -hmm. they're going to feed you things they think you're interested in. Um, so if you're engaging in this type of media on a regular basis, it's going to keep feeding you more. So unfollowing the pages or changing your preferences for certain things that will limit the amount of this type of information that you are exposed to is another way to take back that control. 
another way is talking about the boundaries, which I, I, all of this is about boundaries. But um, one of the ones for me is having boundaries on what I'll look at and when. So I don't not look at social media after five o'clock, but I do look at it differently. So I disengage from my work ones, which is the animal stuff. And I reduce the amount I go on my personal ones, which has a bit of work. And then I've got my craft stuff. And all that is, is pictures of, uh, of watercolors and scenery and folk stuff like that. And mm -hmm. the boundary I've set is after these hours, I'm not going to look at this stuff. But if I do want to scroll, I'm going to have this other place, the safe place for myself, where I can see creative things that inspire me and engage my brain in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And that's a perfect boundary, right? If it's not a time boundary of how long you're going to consume it or what time you're going to stop consuming it at, it's how do I become more involved in the choices of what is being shown to me on social media? What is What am I consuming when it comes to the news? How long am I consuming it? Sure, these are all things, um, but we do have some control over what type of information these algorithms feed to us. Absolutely. So that was one of the things I discovered, and you and I have talked about this, is that on my new Android phone, there's actually an opportunity for what Google thinks I'm interested in and is showing me whenever I would open a web browser or swipe uh, to the left of my screen or whatever. And it was all climate change and forest fires and animal traps because that's what I Google for work. Mm -hmm. So it goes, oh, well, you must want to know more about this all of the time. And those are the things that get hits, right? So yeah. the more emotionally impactful these headlines are, the more hits they get, the more likes they get, the more shares they get. So these are the kind of information that the media is trying to pump out there. You have to actively search for positive news stories. You have mm -hmm. to make that conscious effort to go out and look for things that are inspiring and things that you like. One of the things I heard from people when I said I was going to be talking about this with you was a lot of folks saying, how do I know when? How do I know I'm now at the point where I need to disengage uh, or I need to create a boundary? Uh, and I, I mean, for me, it has been a, a very, very mindful exercise, again, uh, as I described of paying attention to how I feel after I look at certain content and deciding, do I want this in my day? And if I do, when do I want it in my day? Um, but I had a few people say, it's like, I feel like this isn't good for me. How do I know I need to step away from a bit or create a boundary? I feel like most people should at some point try to at least analyze what they're looking at mm -hmm. in a way where it comes from, is this helpful? Is this information yeah. helpful for me right now? Um, if it's not, then get rid of it or limit how much you're consuming it. These headlines are designed to hook you in. So it's going to feel like I can't look away. I want to know more. How do I fix this? How do I get more involved? How do I do all of the things? And they're designed in a way to keep you engaged. Yes. So unless you're consciously stepping away and saying, okay, is this good for me? Or how do I feel about this? It's not going to happen naturally. Yes. And the, the last thing I wanted to ask about um, was the idea of people doing this at night uh, or in bed. And this, this has to do with sleep hygiene, and it may be something people have heard and went, oh, I don't care, or it's fine, or I use the nightlight. Um, but, you know, I, I, I was uh, married to a social worker for some time and got real direct messaging about sleep hygiene. Uh, 
and I'm not going to try and repeat it, but my understanding overall is that looking at bright lights of any type as we want to be going to sleep is just really counterproductive. Yeah, your brain's kind of designed to wind down at nighttime. But if there's no cues that it's nighttime, other than maybe I'm tired, like, I mean, people are tired during the day and function relatively fine trying to wind down at nighttime and give your body those cues that it's time to sleep. It's time to turn these things off. Um, for some people it needs to be a very conscious thing or else you're not sleeping. So making sure that the yeah. sleep hygiene is in place before you're taking, you know, maybe the sleeping pills or what have you that people use to sleep. But if all these other things are not, if you don't have the, you know, correct sleep hygiene, <laughs> you're not doing yourself any favors. Um, so making sure that, you're winding down or you're not getting worked up on certain things before bedtime. Cause that will lead you down a rabbit hole of not sleeping because, well, what do you mean about whatever this issue is now I need to research this and how do I help this? And how do I become more involved and how do I fix this problem? And then it's three o'clock in the morning and you haven't slept because you're doom scrolling. <laughs> so this yeah. is where the conscious consumption comes in. I don't, you know, personally, my phone goes off at a certain time and it you're not getting through to me until morning because I'm not looking at these yep. things when I need to wind down and go to sleep because I'll get hooked in and I'll be up I'll be up late later than I want to be looking up all kinds of information about you know hopeless sad things <laughs> it's such a happy thought <laughs> it's great <laughs> um so in the show notes of this week, people are going to be able to find links to information on doom scrolling, links to how to find a therapist. Because I get a lot of people personally asking me that, and I'm always happy to answer those questions if you DM me or send me a note. Uh, but we'll have some links on that, and we will also have links on uh, other things like sleep hygiene. So, Steph, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll talk with everyone soon. Want to learn more about this week's episode and how your choices can benefit wildlife and their habitat? View the show notes in your app or visit DefenderRadio.com. To learn more about the fur bearers, visit TheFurBearers.com or find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow host Michael Howie on social media with at HowieMichael on Instagram or Defender Radio Podcast on Facebook. Subscribe or follow Defender Radio to get notified about new episodes of The Switch and Defender Radio right on your smart device. Thanks for listening.